0: Welcome back to the Geekcentric Podcast, and welcome to our watch club for Marvel's *Miss Marvel. I don't know, but I'd like to think that two people fell in love and created something. Something much bigger than either of them would have ever created alone. Welcome to Watch Club. My name is Nate, and this is our Watch Club for Miss Marvel, Episode 5, titled Time and Again, directed by Charmaine obeid Chinoy. If you're joining us for the first time, this is Watch Club, our weekly review series, kind of like a book club, but way better. Keep in mind, we will be going into full spoilers for this series and the MCU in general, so if you haven't watched this week's episode yet, be sure to do so and come right back in a snap. Now, before we all go back in time to see what our secret grandma did... Let me introduce you to my cosmic besties who are joining me today. First up, she's magical, mystical, marvelous, and a huge fan of Mephisto. She's Megan Clara. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing good. I love that that's my M.O. now literally (laughs) yeah at least for
0: yeah your your m your m to the o to the ifisto uh yes well at least for this this watch club we switch it up every now and then right i'm sure for bad batch we'll have to get your tk number back up and going again but uh yeah yeah um and joining us once again uh for her i guess her second time on the podcast uh she's a joyous jubilant jacket wearing lover of jarvis she's joe from <laughs> video dames the podcast how you doing
2: oh my gosh i love that alliteration
0: i was looking <laughs> for j words and i thought you do wear a lot of jackets i've seen you I wear do. jackets all the time
2: i get yeah. cold often
0: <laughs> yeah and what are your feelings towards jarvis you, you dig jarvis do you miss jarvis do you wish jarvis oh. would come back
2: I do miss Jarvis, but I do like the acronym Friday. I think that's cool, too. Friday's yeah. a good one, too.
0: Friday's a good one, too. Uh, well, I'm stoked to have both of you on for this pen ultimate episode. Um, before we kind of dive in, um, I would love to know, you know, obviously, Meg, we had you on the first episode of our podcast. Uh, but Joe, you know, for our listeners listening, what have you been thinking of this uh, this series so far um, before we get to this episode? What do you think of Ms. Marvel?
2: Yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah. Um speaking as like a brown girl, not from Jersey mm-hmm. City, but just in general, um yeah. I always love to see representation of um other people of color um mm-hmm. on TV, especially in like superhero form. Uh the first thing when I saw that she was announced, I was like, "Oh, someone I can cosplay as and like not feel weird." <laughs>
0: <laughs> totally. Absolutely. Yeah, you'd you'd rock that cosplay. I think you could definitely pull that one off. Meg, who would we get you in for cosplaying uh, alongside her? I guess it would be who would we get you as? Um, you can what's your name? Am
1: I going to be Zoe? <laughs> Zoe. You'll be
0: Zoe. You'll be <laughs> Zoe Zimmer. Yeah. In in Marvel cosplay.
1: Cosplaying yeah. as Zoe Zimmer, cosplaying as Captain Marvel.
2: <laughs> I'm done. That dead. would be fantastic.
0: That would be fantastic. I think I would just wear uh Muniba's Hulk outfit. I think would be my cosplay. Genius. I would wear the Hulk outfit that uh, <laughs> that she makes for Kamala. I think I would look amazing. In
2: it. Would you be Big Hulk or Little Hulk?
0: <laughs> I would be. I would definitely be uh, Big Hulk. I'd have to find a Little Hulk to bring along with me for sure. Um, and I love, I love how Taisha's younger brother at the wedding um, is wearing that exact yeah. outfit at the wedding. It's just That's so. Nice so beautiful there's so many beautiful things about this series but yeah uh joe you were saying you've you've been enjoying it you've been enjoying the representation and uh how do you think like for the for the most part the series has been holding strong for you since episode 1 or have you felt any dips at all
2: yeah definitely i um i actually went and rewatched episode 1 yesterday just for funsies because nice. we've obviously come quite a long way since the show has yeah. started and it's totally. crazy to see like how much has happened in such a short period of time. I didn't even realize watching the first episode that it was like so much happening. Like, I I don't know how else to say it. I was just like, Oh, that first day they're just, you know, texting and and trying to go to AvengerCon. And now it's like time travel and (laughs) other crazy things. So, um, yeah, I'm really um, impressed and enjoying kind of how the story has progressed so far.
0: Cool. Cool beans. Uh, well, listen, Um, before we kind of dive deep into the episode, uh, in this episode, we do see Kamala go back in time where she gets to meet her great grandmother. And I want to know if both of you at some point in time could go back in time to meet any relative, who would you want to spend a day with? Meg, why don't you go first?
1: Well, I have a very special sort of connection to somebody who I never actually got to meet. Um, my dad's dad passed away right before I was born, so Mm -hmm. I get to see him in, like, home movies, very old home movies, and, um, things from when my brother was really little, so, like, Mm -hmm. hearing his voice is really cool, because just seeing pictures for a long time, and now, like, scraping out VHSs and, like, finding a VHS player so I can watch those things, it's really, really interesting to find similarities and things that I know I would have loved about him. So I think yeah. he's somebody that I would really just love to spend one day with.
0: That's so cool. That's yeah. so cool. I love, I love, yeah, it's, it's funny when, like, it's just crazy to think that, like, you can go, you can, you can hear these people's voices back again um, and, and just be like, that was, there was a whole other person, a part of this family at one point. Yeah. and And uh, to, to kind of, Almost get to meet them. Yeah, that would be that would be super dope. Joe, mm-hmm. how about yourself? Who is a relative that you'd like to go back in time and just chill with?
2: Um, honestly, I like I, I did know all my grandparents and stuff growing up. Um, I was blessed in, in that aspect. But um I I was just inspired by the episode to think like, I don't really know a lot of my family tree. So like I wouldn't know who to pick specifically, but um I would love to meet someone just from my family from a long time ago just to see like how they maybe how they came to Guyana. Cause like I'm, Mm. I know West Indian culture is Indian people moving to the West. So like maybe (laughs) they have a partition story. I don't know.
0: (laughs) Yeah, maybe. And yeah, maybe they'd be able to kind of, uh, Yeah, show you a few things. Be like, "Hey, did you know this? All this stuff happened." You'd be like, "What? This wasn't in the show. (laughs)
2: This (laughs) isn't my
0: show." (laughs) Wait a minute. Yeah, we definitely need to get. uh, I think it would be awesome to get a a Guyanese superhero at some point. Would be awesome. I mean, listen, Marvel, just 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 get. (laughs) I want to learn about so many different cultures. And I think that's one of the best things about this show is that we get to learn about culture and it's, it's so respectfully done. Um, I've had so many people, friends of mine who uh, are of Islamic faith and, and are, are Brown and, and from India. And they've so many of them just kind of gush about those aspects of the show. And I think it's definitely episode. one of its strengths. Oh, especially this episode. We'll get into <laughs> it. I will just quickly chime in uh, for me. I'd love to just chill and hang out with my grandpa Uh, back in Ireland. um, He died when I was younger and I just to see him in his twenties or thirties, I've seen it in pictures, um, but to get to hang out with him. Like, I just want to know, like, what did people back then in Ireland do for fun? Like probably there was some drinking (laughs) going on. Not, not my grandpa because, well, actually maybe my grandpa. You don't don't know
2: know you weren't there. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) I
0: don't know. Maybe he lied about it. Like my grandparents, you know, they're very, you know, they're Christian and very strict and all that stuff. But like, he could, have, he could have partied down. I would love to, to see that. I mean, we kind of get a sense of that with Muniba uh, in this episode as well. So yeah. if I got to learn about, like, my grandpa's rebellious stages, let's oh. go, dude. I would, <laughs> me and Douglas would just be ripping up the streets oh, of Ireland. That would be amazing. Um, <laughs> well, listen, before we uh, try to enter back into our realm, but then get turned into scary, spooky skeletons, uh, let's dive into this week's episode. Okay, so after the previously on, uh, again this week written in English and then Urdu, uh, we start off this week's episode with the Marvel fanfare over a classic Bollywood track uh, called Tumera Chand. Uh, and as the fanfare changes from color to sepia tone, we see it turn into a 4 by 3 aspect ratio, and we get a history lesson of, on the British colonization of India uh, and the partition of India and Pakistan. Uh, then we cut to Aisha in nineteen forty two running from the British forces that were attacking the tomb where she discovered the bangle. She manages to stop one by throwing a dagger deep into his chest. We then see Hassan preaching the words uh, or Hassan preaching the words of Mahat, Magam, uh, Ma- Mahatma Gandhi, until British officers forcefully break up the gathering. The next morning, Hassan wakes a sleeping Aisha in his rose garden, and uh, after threatening to break his leg, uh, he offers to have her stay in his cabin if she needs. He eventually wins her over with his cooking, uh, and together, uh, they put a bun in her oven. So, (laughs) friends, uh, I mean, that's what happens, Uh, you know... (laughs) Fair um. Enough. So, right. So let's stop there. What did we think of this opener taking us back in time to learn, you know, both about Kamala's family history uh, and India's history in general?
1: Yeah, I literally the first words that came out of my mouth when it turned to the actual like filming and cast and everything after the mm-hmm. history lesson, I was like, well, there's a little bit of history I don't know, because we are not taught anything about world history when we're in school it's all yeah canadian and actually a lot of american history and americans don't learn about us so i think that's really contradictory but it's so fascinating to learn about things that like i was aware that britain had a hold on india for a long time but I did not yeah. know the circumstances those people were in and the mm-hmm. partition being such a pivotal moment in India's history. Um, mm. And I think they really paid an incredible tribute and respect to that in a mm-hmm. Marvel show. Like, for the yeah. people who don't take Marvel seriously, hold my beer.
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> Absolutely. That's
1: what Marvel's saying what do with do? this stuff. So Absolutely. I'm, I'm amazed by it, and I loved it, and I want more of it.
0: It was so cool. Joe. what did you think?
2: Yeah, I was going to say kind of on that same note, um, I mentioned I went back and watched the first episode. Um, There's kind of a really um, quick, like, not throwaway line, but like it it happened so fast that I didn't catch it the first time. Um, Her best friend... Um mm-hmm. Nakia? Nakia, thank you. Um, Nakia basically says, ugh, like she's packing up her bags and she's like, Ugh, you know, we get six six weeks on Greece history and six minutes on like Indian history or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Yeah, that's true. Like American school systems teach you kind of what they want you to know based on the fact that you live in america yeah um Mm -hmm. and they probably learn more about their obviously culture and history from their families like every indian family has a partition story and you've heard it you know Mm a million times um you learn more about your own culture from your family obviously but maybe like megan said being like Caucasian maybe she has never heard a partition story from her Indian relatives so absolutely (laughs) yeah it's kind of nice the same way like Moon Knight brought in a lot of like real Egyptian culture and Mm -hmm. like actual history that we're experiencing um the MCU is like picking pieces to use that to be relatable in like the world that we actually live in which I think is very beneficial and also really just cool to see
0: absolutely yeah I think I think Marvel is is just absolutely nailing it with uh, with this. I the only thing I, the only thing I will say about specifically this opening, not the show, but this opening, uh, it started off strong. I did think it was a bit weird that it was a British voice um, over the content because if this was really something that was made in 1947, it probably would have been more in favor of like the British Empire, and they probably wouldn't have been like it sounded more like like the way that I yeah the emperor right uh, the way that I sort of think of it is like maybe it was like a British. Rebellion group right because obviously there were there there had to have been I can't I can't believe I haven't looked into it, but I can't believe that there weren't British people that might have been against yeah, absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be my only thought for like that being more realistic. But I gotta say, the Miss Marvel titles flashing, showing the oh. backgrounds going back in time. One of them, if you stop by the way, says uh, Marvel Studios presents a sloth baby production, 1947, <laughs> and it's like over like a globe, so it kind of looks like an old Universal logo, Sorry. um, which is just so rad. And I think, honestly, if if Kevin Feige and the team ever get bored of telling stories. Uh, in the present of the MCU, give us more of these historical moments within the MCU framework, I think, to what we're kind of talking about. It's a great way to get people interested, and then they they can then go and seek out this information for themselves and and see it without kind of the, through the lens of like a superhero yeah. story. But But I think the show... Has done such a good job of showing us that Marvel can be respectful and informative with real life events, uh, and that it's not just you know sort of it's it's not glamorizing them in any way. It's just informing you by placing these characters within these times. I think it's just fantastic. I think it it really plays into like what Marvel comics were always originally about. Um, and I think uh, I think Stan would be really proud of of this uh, show. I think would yeah, be don't really make me lovely. Cry. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm just saying. Um, okay, well, listen, a cool thing. I thought it was cool that Aisha used a dagger. That was her weapon of choice, right? Obviously inspiring the red <laughs> daggers as as a crew. Um, and the only other thing I will say, for as fast as they moved for this opening between these two characters of uh, of Aisha and, and Hassan, like, the chemistry was uh. off the wall. Like, yeah. I, honestly, like... These are two uh, famous Bollywood actors. Aisha is played by um, Mewish Hyatt. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing that. And uh, Hassan is played by Fawad Khan. And I got to say, I've never been so tempted to, as someone who's not <laughs> gotten into Bollywood movies to start watching some Bollywood movies. Because are you kidding me? Like, if this is what I could expect between these actors, dude, oh, sign yeah. me up. Sign there's me some up. There's some gold in there a, for sure. Oh my gosh! They're absolutely. It's one of the biggest. It's. It's. I think it's bigger than Hollywood, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, probably. Oh, 100%. Um, right. Listen, uh, I got
2: some Bollywood recommendations if you want them. I'll, uh, yeah, I'll let you Let's up later. Go. <laughs>
0: Let's go. There's a new one. There's a new one on Netflix that I have. To, everyone, everyone is talking about called RRR. Um, that I I need to check out. Apparently, it's like. It's like a Marvel like level of production quality Bollywood movie with like action. and every- Anyways, nice. I'm super down to check all that stuff out. I'd love your recommendations, Joe. Um, <laughs> OK, so then we see stages of Sana's life as she grows from a little baby uh, to a toddler and her parents uh, experience the, you know, division firsthand as their friend Rohan comes to deliver some food, Uh, and then Hassan exclaims that because he's Muslim, both him and his wife have been ostracized within their community. Aisha claims, uh, Aisha, sorry, calms Hassan down, um, and then at the door, she sees an old friend standing in the rose garden where she once laid. Uh, She approaches Najma, who embraces her with a hug and tells her she has until sundown tomorrow uh, to get the bangle. So let's, let's pause here. Do you think Najma already made up her mind regarding Aisha in that moment when they met? Or do you think she was honestly hoping that her friend would give up her earthly life? What do you think?
2: Not a chance. There's no way. She was like, Yeah, you have until sundown. Like, that's so right. ominous. You don't tell your friends that you're like, Hey, you borrowed my book. Can I have it back? Like, you would not be yeah. like, You have until sundown on Tuesday to get it to me. So
0: like, which, speaking of which, um, I actually, you have some of my amiibo, Joe. You have until sundown <laughs> to get me those amiibo back, okay? Sundown,
2: uh, uh, February 30th. Yes. Uh, Set a
0: reminder, 2028. 20, um, <laughs> Uh but no like totally I got mad like frenemy vibes from this moment especially just with the music and everything. I don't know. Meg, what did you think? Do you think do you think she was like ready to just take her out right there?
1: Well, I also wonder again, I, I'll probably have to go back and watch the episode, but is it episode 3 that starts off with them in that like cave and they find the blue arm with the bangle on yes. it? Yes. Um mm-hmm. I wonder if even there, there was any tension. Again, I'm going to have to go back and watch it. But like Aisha, Aisha, sorry, seeing Najma in that field, she wasn't like, oh my God, my friend. Right. Like even she was like, like, fuck, oh, sorry. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She was like, shit, she's here. (laughs) Like, they're not, they're not friends. There's, there's definitely been some some hesitation there and some tension. I think part of it is Najma, which is wishes that she grabbed the bangle before Aisha did, you know, totally. So, yeah, yeah,
0: I also think she's, um, I think she's kind of, I think Najma is kind of jealous as well in that moment, not just of the bangle, but of what, of what, uh, Aisha's found. Uh, and I think she had other plans in mind other than just going home uh, and I will elaborate on that cool. later. Uh, but continuing on here, Aisha exclaims to Hassan that they need to leave as Muslims' homes are being burnt down across the country uh, and that it's not safe for Sana. They quickly make their way to Karachi Station, where we see Aisha reveal to Hassan her secret with the magic bangle Um, and she she does that magical thing that puts the inscription on there of the poem that he it was so beautiful. Um, She begs him to take Sana with him on the last train as she runs to confront Najma. Najma calls her a traitor and stabs her claiming she'll find the bangle if it's the last thing she does. Uh, Aisha says it it won't work. She's like it's not gonna work, dude don't what are you doing? Uh, Sana loses her way, uh, and you know, Hassan yells for Sana, uh, and then Sana herself is yelling for Ami and Abu. and I' I'm, I'm like, oh no. Uh, and, <laughs> and then <clears throat> Aisha uses her magic to call upon someone as we see Kamala pushing through the crowds. She finds Aisha and in her dying breath, she tells Kamala, you have everything that you need and hands her a photograph. Kamala eventually finds the young Sana and helps her get back to her father as she creates little platforms for Sana to like hop, hop, hop across. Uh, one breaks and splits into floating light. Hassan finds his daughter through the light. They board the train and Kamala is trapped, or sorry, transported right back to modern-day Karachi.
2: Could you imagine if she was just trapped there? Well, that would be, so, that would be a wholly a different, different story. Show. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'd have we need
0: another season to get through. Um, but I do like that idea. Yeah. Okay. Uh, listen, that is a lot. Let's talk about this. Um, so I, I think a couple things here. What did you think of Aisha's sacrifice? And do you think it was Sana who manipulated those stars? Or was she just kind of being like a little kid and just being like, like pushing Wee. pushing them around in the sky. yeah, like what you know, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Uh, well, I think that she she was definitely manipulating them. I think that magic really? runs through her. And like mm-hmm. how Najma said that both Kamala and um Kamran have like this dual being because they're both from Earth and from the Noor dimension um, mm-hmm. in their blood. Everyone in Aisha's bloodline will now be that of some form right. or another, or maybe it's just the women, or who knows. But, um, I think 100%. I don't think Sana knew what she was doing, but I think that <laughs> sure. there was something about it that was like, oh, for sure, she's reaching for her father, and those yeah. little stars found her way. Um, also, Aisha's sacrifices obviously beautiful it's an mm-hmm. incredible moment for um kamala to have with her great-grandmother that she would never have met if she wasn't a superhero <laughs> so right um, yeah <laughs> that moment was really meaningful the picture is obviously meaningful in so many ways as we will talk about later but yeah totally. i really loved this whole scenario
0: such a beautiful performance by uh, Iman Vellani as well I think yeah. in this moment um, getting to kind of really see the cuz she's kind of quirky and and says funny things but to see the level of distress in her eyes in that moment I think it's just that aspect of like she just lost what she feels is her last chance at any direction of what to do next and I think um you know I think that line of Aisha just saying you have everything you need handing her that photo was to remind her that She's already got her family. She's got, you know, what was what she was seeking. She's already got it, and it's kind of interesting because, you know, what she's seeking is seeking her. Literally, that's what's happening <laughs> in that moment. Her mom and Muniba, or her her grandma and Muniba, are, are trying to find her, and so it's just it works on so many levels. Um, and I just, uh, at least that's I mean that's how I kind of understood it. But um, I think the fact that she called her uh, Sana. I think was her thinking that maybe it was like future Sana or you know because she wouldn't know Kamala necessarily and obviously she could imagine what her daughter would grow up to look like and obviously because it would run in the family but um, they were both connected through the bangle so I think maybe yeah maybe maybe the fact that uh, Sana in that moment had granted the same bangle just the same one through time um i think she did she did not maybe push that stuff around i will say her eyes weren't glowing purple so i kind of was like confused by that i wasn't sure because maybe you guys have to glow purple i don't know the rules are a little wishy-washy but uh joe what did you think of this moment between aisha and uh and sana also finding her her daddy
2: oh my god i i think that's the first time that i like cried watching the show (sighs) when she was like I can't I can't do stars sweetie but I can do circles. And I was like <laughs> <laughs> I was like oh my god, I love that so much. That line is like my favorite line in like the whole show. Yeah. Um so but good. yeah. Obviously everything that you guys said, um I fully agree with that. Um I was thinking just as we were talking about it, her mom never um like Muniba never showed any magical gift or anything. Is it I guess cuz she didn't have access to the bangle?
0: I'm. I, my only thought by that is she was so, she was so, like her whole reason for leaving Karachi and leaving her mom, which I think we learned in the previous episode, uh, was because she just was so against those stories that her mom would tell, those fantastical mm-hmm. stories. Right. And obviously the bangle probably would have come up at some point and she probably was so repulsed by it, she didn't even want to even touch it. She, she put it in a box, she locked it away. Exactly. Yes. 100%. Uh, That's (laughs) a great way of looking at it. Good
2: analogy. I like it. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um, So I think that might be why she was so just, she had no idea of sort of what was going on. Yeah.
2: But yeah, I I honestly thought it was so beautiful. I love the notion of like, you know, things in the past being affected by something in the future without knowing it. Like the whole like Hermione Time Turner thing. Like, (laughs) it was her who helped herself. So like, her family only exists in the way that it does now because she in the future went back to fix something like I I just love that kind of story I think it's so cool the fact that
0: (laughs) the fact that it was Kamala who would always finish that story when they were telling the partition story like they've probably told that story so many times and then at the dinner table she is the one to finish the story because she literally is the one who finishes that part of the story (laughs) it's just so dope and I know it's like it's such a uh, time travel trope thing of like mm-hmm. the time loop and sure. so many so many um creators uh, you know use that that trope it still hasn't gotten old for me every time they do it i'm still like whoa even I though never it's like,
2: mind yeah it's yeah <laughs> you keep doing it
0: <laughs> it's so good it works um it works. okay
2: yeah
0: <laughs> let's uh let's keep going here um back in current time we see that the veil has been opened as light is streaming from it Quick cut to Muniba freaking out that her daughter isn't picking up the phone. Something that I'm sure, uh, you know, all of our parents can probably relate to, I think. Yes, uh, at one point or another. Yeah, (laughs) at one point or another. Um, And then, you know, Muniba, I love seeing her learn about the Find My phone (laughs) function uh, which is like why did nobody tell me about this it's like spyware for your for parents (laughs) or something (laughs) Um, I love it I love that she knows what spyware is but she doesn't quite know what find my is I think she's you know she's again kind of fits into a rebellious nature she got into tech probably pretty early but she didn't get she hasn't kept up with it. I think that um, Kamala
2: is probably very happy that she didn't know about that feature until right true, now. <laughs> true, true, yeah.
0: absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, they're going to be tracking her through a Zuzu next season or something. <laughs> uh, so then, uh, Fariha attempts to enter the veil and we see her body engulfed in a purple rock-like substance uh, as she breaks into pieces with her skeleton falling to the ground. Kamala and Karim Uh, saves some bystanders as she begs Najma to stay back. Najma says she can make it, and Kamala reminds her that she still has Kamran. Najma agrees with Kamala, saying there's only one way and that she can close it. Uh, The same thing happens to her as she whispers Kamran's name, and we see a light find its way all the way back to Kamran in Jersey City. He lights up, and his fist glows. So let's stop here again. Um, Really quick, guys. I mean, do you think... What do you think actually happened with Najma here? Do you think she is dead? What did she do to Kamran?
1: Um, I don't know what she did to Kamran, though I'm sure it's connected to the comic book somehow. Um, (laughs) But I also don't think that she's dead. I think that Mm -hmm. they're from the Noor dimension, and Noor means Mm -hmm. light. I think their human forms died, but I think they turned back to their light forms.
0: Yeah. 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 Am I totally right? Am I right? I'm on the same page. I'm on <laughs> oh, the same 100%. page. Right? We're all we're all feeling that. I think uh I think yeah, she entered the I think Fariha entered the nor dimension left her earthly form behind like you said. Um obviously jin don't look like we do, I don't think. Mm-mm. Um and so I think uh, but I think Najma didn't enter the nor dimension. I think she closed the veil for now. Uh but I think she transferred herself into Kamran giving him his powers um, because as I was saying earlier I think Najma fell in love (laughs) Uh, I think Najma fell in love as well I think she fell in love with earth I think she not necessarily earth itself but the space itself I think she wants Uh, it I think her goal I think her goal was always to open the veil and expand her dimension taking over uh, through an incursion event and I think I don't know. I've got another theory that kind of goes against this. I'm going to save it to the end. Um, but, Joe, did you have any other thoughts as to what kind of was going on there?
2: Um, well, my brain did two things. Again, it made another Harry Potter reference where I was like, what is it like, flu powder? <laughs> you just, yeah, you just turn into light and speak the name of the person you want to inhabit, and then you're there. And it's like, did you really say Diagonally?
0: A <laughs> hundred percent. Yeah, good thing she didn't say, like, Cameron. Yeah, was just right. Some other guy named Cameron, <laughs> just some
2: white kid from the school, and he's like, "Whoa, <laughs> what's going on?" <laughs>
0: totally, totally. Um,
2: but yeah, I I agree. I think they probably left their like earthly form behind. Um, yeah, if they are like their soul or whatever term that you'd like to use for that, um, is kind of just being housed maybe in Cameron's body because he doesn't have any sort of like bangle or or mystical tool to harness that power. So, yeah. I'm not totally sure. Um, right. Maybe it,
0: maybe actually touching the Noor, maybe that did something that allowed her to, I don't know. The <laughs> rules are a little a little up in the air for this series. And I think for the MCU in general, especially around time travel, a lot of people talking about like, oh, they're breaking all the time travel rules. I'm like, listen, I mean, you know what? Just enjoy it. Just enjoy no it. There's no rules. I yeah. Know. It's let, all fictional.
2: <laughs> Has anybody yeah.
0: done
1: this in real life? No.
0: Right? Um, but I think I think if 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 that was Najma's death, super lame, very anticlimactic. No, yeah. um, I think with lines like "I can do it," I just honestly the Clandestines. I think there was so much from this series that was probably cut from them that made them feel like like I would care about them. <laughs> so I like, yeah. um, I don't know. I I think it's like they should have chosen either Clandestines um, or Dodc, uh, but not both. I think might have been. Kind of, they they might have tried to stuff too much into six episodes, but mm-hmm. well, um, and also your yeah. your
1: idea of Najma loving Earth and like wanting to take it over gives her more of a reason to be a bad guy, <laughs> like right. It, it makes a lot more sense. Uh, so I would then go back watching it if that is the case, and maybe enjoy the aspects of her and the clandestines a little bit more. But right, yeah, we'll just have to yeah. see.
0: Because, I mean, even the even earlier scenes with the clandestines, they've embraced this planet. I mean, you see the one guy looking at Zoe Zimmer's pizza, pizza (laughs) or whatever that's whatever it is. I don't know what it's called. Um, uh, (laughs) And you see him like watching that video. And like, I think they all actually enjoy it and want to kind of own it. Um, but let's keep going here. Uh, Muniba and Sana, uh, Sana find Kamala and discover that she is that light girl. I love how her mom just says, you're that light girl, um, <laughs> which provides so much confirmation for Sana uh, and surprised Muniba, who is just absolutely shocked. Kamala gives her nanny the picture she got from Aisha, uh, and before they head home, Kamala says her goodbyes to Kareem uh, as he lets Kamala know that he'd be really proud of her referring to Waleed uh, and that he's just a call away uh, as, if, uh, as he gives her his red scarf. I feel like him saying I'm just a call away was the actor being like, like Kevin Feige, I'm just a call away, okay? Whatever you need, <laughs> get me back in. Uh, Muniba then discovers Kamala's broken necklace on the ground, uh, and it's now in the shape Of a lightning bolt. So uh, do you think we'll ever see Kareem again? Uh, And what do you think this means now that all three generations are fully aware of the magic that runs in their family?
2: Um, I would like to hope that we'll see Kareem again. Um, yeah. He was introduced, obviously, very quickly. And then he was like, OK, I'm like adorable and nice. Goodbye. And then he ran away. <laughs> yeah. I know. yeah. Um, and we were introduced, like you said, to an entire group of people. So it would it wouldn't make a lot of sense if they never get referenced or come up again. Um, mm-hmm. I, I would hope that his only purpose wasn't to provide her a scarf for her costume. But you never know right. with Marvel. Sometimes <laughs> that that might be it. <laughs> Um, he's, the
0: guy, he's the scarf guy.
2: Yeah, you know, you know like <laughs> yeah. she got a vest from one person, a scarf from another person. She's like yeah. the Cinderella of, uh, <laughs> of oh Marvel heroes. just gets little mice to give her little pieces for her outfit.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, I just want to say, though, like regarding Kareem, I I love and I feel like probably the both of you could probably relate to this one as well. I love that even after seeing Kamala shoot hard light from her hands and closing a veil to another dimension, Kamala's mom's first question is, who is that boy? <laughs> who is that boy? <laughs> That's my favorite part. <laughs>
1: Priority like, oh, one, not okay. concerned <laughs> with the, the light or the she. Nothing. No.
0: Who's who is he? that boy?
2: <laughs> also, they it's got there so surprisingly good. fast having just learned about this
0: Find my children
2: App. spyware <laughs> situation.
0: Yeah. I mean, but you got to imagine. Sana's probably got Karachi down to the back of her. She oh, knows. Oh, yeah. She knows those streets, right? Yeah. Um. But but I will say, like on the aspect of like who's that boy in the comic books, that pretty much is like a running gag. So seeing <laughs> it turn up here was was awesome. Again, um, just getting to see Muniba just like that's her focus, and like there's even one point in the comics without spoiling anything where they're literally in the middle of a war zone, and Muniba does the same thing. <laughs> She's just like who's that? Who's that boy? Um no I I loved it I loved it I'd love to see Kareem again I thought they translated his character really well I thought Aramis Knight did a great job um with Walid gone somebody's got to take up the leadership role of the Red Daggers um so getting him in like a Thunderbolts I think would be kind of neat um but uh if it, honestly if if it literally just means coming back to Karachi at some point within the MCU oh, I hope so I'm so. okay with that too yeah. I'm okay with that too yeah
1: yeah I I think Kareem was great I think he was a really fun um like almost sidekick, but also teaching her how to be powerful and giving her that confidence was so fun. And like even a couple episodes ago, there or last episode, their little like fight sequence was super cute and fun and yeah. mm-hmm. like clumsy. So um, I hope we see him again. And I hope it's like a more refined Kareem who's taken over leadership yeah. of the Red Dagger. Um, yeah. And speaking to the three generations now being very aware of, of the magic, yeah. I'm so intrigued. How um, Kamala's mom is going to tell her dad? Oh <laughs>
0: like, my gosh! What's yeah.
2: that conversation going to be like? I want to see absolutely. it. Absolutely,
0: <laughs> absolutely. They
2: were all surprisingly calm. Also, they're just like, "I, know, I guess we're okay, magic. True. Let's have dinner." I,
0: I want, uh, I want both of you to read the the G Willow Wilson run of of Miss Marvel so bad. Um, but then there's a run after that um, that just, that's that there is there is basically the sort of like a one two punch with that moment that you just described. It's uh, it's phenomenal. <laughs> Anyways, I won't spoil it. Uh, <laughs> you send it our just, way. <laughs> I'm yeah. just saying you got to check it out. Um, and I couldn't find the QR code for the comic book in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried looking, but I didn't think there'd be a, co- a QR code in in 1942 Karachi yeah, so probably not uh, <laughs> probably you not. never know you never know they might have found a way um, maybe that's where qr codes came from it's like etched uh, into the
2: side of a building like yeah. in yeah. the rock the, the
0: first the first qr code um <laughs> and then between between like uh between kareem giving her the scarf and Maniba finding the necklace we got to believe that her final outfit which we're going to see in this new episode i think it her mom is going to make it for her which is so fitting pun intended because um, I think like just she made that Hulk costume like we said, and I love the idea that her costume is made up of things she received or collected from the people that had the biggest impact on her, like Bruno, Kareem, Walid, and her mom. I just think it's perfect. I would love if like her nanny gave her something to also put in the. I, I don't know, just she gave the her the whole bingo. aspect of it. Oh, she did. Yeah, I guess she did. So there we go. That's Nani's one of the biggest like, parts. Nanny's
2: on the phone. <laughs> <Nani's>
0: yeah. <bad. laughs> Right here. Yeah,, She's like, yeah how could I, the bangle. <laughs> how could I miss her? How could I miss her? Um, and speaking of Nani, just before we move on, I okay, I got super choked up when Sana holds up the picture that Kamala gives her and she just says, "Ami, Abu." And I was like,
1: oh my I God. gotta say, some of my favorite <sighs> performances of this show. Aman yeah. Villani is fantastic. She's super fun. Yeah. Bruno's great. Love the kids in this show.
0: The adult,
1: like, parent (sighs) figures in this show are some of my favorite Marvel performances in, like, the series format that they've done. I love these scenes. And, like, one of my favorite scenes was the scene between um, Kamala's mom and her grandmother um, Mm -hmm. in a couple episodes ago. So, like, seeing them connect and then Sana's reaction to this photo and her – you can just – feel the love and it's so beautiful
0: it's so good yeah. it's so good I uh yeah that brought me back I'm, I'm trying to remember the exact um line uh that is said uh from Sheik Abdullah um I can't remember which episode it's in it might be an episode two or maybe three but it's basically he just tells Kamala um I'm going to look it up. Give me Is it second. good as... Yes. Yeah. Good is something...
2: Good is something you do, not something you are.
0: Right. And to me, that moment from him was so phenomenal. And Darcy brought it up in the sense of like, that's her Uncle Ben saying, you know, mm-hmm. with great power comes great responsibility. And I'm just like, ah! It's the brown <laughs> yeah, version. You're Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's go. But
1: that can be applied to uh, like an... A multitude of things right 100%. just like with great power comes great responsibility it's like <laughs> no you just you you gotta be good or do good things
0: yeah obviously 100%. you're a human
1: being we have good things and
2: bad things about ourselves
0: do good things mm-hmm.
2: me and mm-hmm. uh me and my partner just looked at each other and went just because you're a bad guy doesn't make you a bad guy <laughs>
0: <laughs> there you go it's it's a it's a, it's a universal circle full circle, thing. Full circle. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, All right. Well, uh, after a really uh, touching scene where we learn more of Muniba's rebellious era following, uh, you know, where she followed Bruce uh, Springfield. I mean, uh, Bon Jovi. uh, (laughs) And we see all three women share a breakthrough as they come together for a hug. Uh, We then leave Karachi as we see Bruno confronted by Kamran. The two head up to his room where they awkwardly share interests, and Kamran learns Bruno's actual name. Uh, And just as he brings up damage control, Kamran sees a DODC drone floating outside the bedroom window. He tells Bruno that he's been followed and that they need to go as he proceeds to use his new powers to shoot the drone. The drone's like, "Ah, not so fast, and then it shoots a missile A missile into the circle queue below them, blowing it up as Bruno shouts, you have powers too. And the episode abruptly ends. Uh, So before we get to our overall thoughts and rating for this episode, uh, let's get to our prediction segment, which we call, this may be a stretch, but Uh, so again, for Joe, if you're joining us, uh, you have to say that before you're allowed to speak. Uh, oh, okay. for your prediction, okay? Uh, so ladies, <laughs> what are your thoughts on this final scene? Do we trust Kamran, And do you have any final predictions for what's going to happen in this finale?
1: Well, I know that there's been references throughout this Watch Club to the fact that in the comic books, Comron's not a good guy. And this mm-hmm. may be a bit of a stretch, but I think <laughs> he's going to be an accomplice. I think he's oh. going to be like with miss marvel and they're gonna do cool stuff with their prismatic powers together
0: oh at least God. that's what i hope they do <laughs> yeah, that's what you want you're like i just want everyone to be okay i want to bake a I cake made, made of hurt.
1: rainbows and
0: <laughs> <laughs> a hard light cake made of rainbows i love yeah it. okay yeah. okay any other uh, any other spicy thoughts from any of you
2: yeah i mean this might be a stretch but um when i was watching the like time travel portion where she got like blasted back into the past mm-hmm. and i was watching like you know the little tiny stars and everything i was like oh maybe she'll like be in the past and like borrow the bangle and like take it with her and then she'll have two bangles and Whoa! then she can... <laughs> she get have both and then what? harness the power she was supposed to have because there's supposed to be two bangles i assume so yeah. I don't really know totally how that would play out. But my brain was like, oh, maybe she'll take both like they did with like the Infinity Stones. And maybe she can put it back. I don't know. I don't really know how it works. But- <laughs>
0: that's intriguing. That's intriguing. I think that's that's actually interesting because, um, you know, if if, if Najma can do what she needs to do with one bangle, imagine with two how much that would drive her. Um. Okay. Well, I mean, listen, this may be a stretch, but... <laughs> I think we're gonna see one of two things. I think well, kind of what I was talking about earlier. Um, like, if Najma is just dead, that sucks. Don't. Yeah. That's not gonna be. That can't be it. I think um, the Dodc will be our big bad at the end. But you know, why infuse Kamran with those powers if if that's the case? I think Najma in that moment uh, realized she can only open the veil further with Kamran. Uh, so she transferred himself uh, herself into his body, kind of like um, Professor Quarrel. But like without the weird like back of the head Why stuff, guys. This is just so Harry,
2: Potter. Harry Potter. <laughs> because you're on the podcast, <laughs>
0: Megan. It's just because it's just because you're here. The I energy. thought <laughs> you bring the Potter energy, right? Um, so I, I, I don't think that we're gonna see like Najma's face on the back of Kamran's bald <laughs> head. Um, I certainly hope not. Uh, but I feel like the motto for this series of of sort, especially this episode, like what you seek is seeking you. I think that might also refer to Najma um whereas you know maybe uh you know she's controlling Camron she realizes like her home uh, has been seeking her this entire time it's already with her it's her son right and i think maybe oh, so she cheated. comes to this realization too late and it's it's a tragic thing like i i want to i want to both like and also hate Najma i want I to know. feel something for Najma and i just
2: she's so yeah. scary <laughs> Yeah, I mean, she
0: just looks like a villain. She
2: looks like she was born to like crush people's flower beds. Like, I don't.
0: I I would love to see it beyond beyond just the look of her. But otherwise, I am I am also sticking to my theory that the DoDC uh, never fully intended to harm Kamala or her friends. uh, And I say. I say fully intended because I do think Agent Deaver, who's that rude DODC woman who wore her shoes in the mosque. And then I love Sheikh Abdullah was like, yo, bitch, bitch, get your shoes off. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then um, and then but Agent Cleary, who is her partner, who was asking uh, Deaver to be respectful. I still think he's actually a Skrull. I think he's a good Skrull. And I think he 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 stops her. And I think uh, he's going to we're going to get that reveal of him being a Skrull. And I think he's going to introduce Kamala to Nick Fury because Iman Valani did say in an interview that she she had met Samuel L. Jackson. Now, that could be while they were filming the Marvels. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But she that was the one that was fresh on her mind when they asked her, like, who have you met so far from the MCU? She said Samuel L. So I, I think that's going to be the case. Do you think we'll see Miss Marvel uh, or sorry, Captain Marvel. Do you think we're going to see Brie Larson? No, in this series, no. no. I don't think so.
1: No, if it's no, we anybody, save that for the
0: movie.
1: Yeah, if it's anybody, it's either Nick Fury or Photon, Monica. Yes, like Could be those Monica are the Rambo. two options of like her being, you know, yeah. used or taken or whatever. Um, I also wonder if there's going to be any connection to Shang Chi with this situation because oh. of the rings and the, yes. bangle and the bangles and, like, and we see the ten, 10 rings references. Mm-hmm, yeah, I'm really mm-hmm. intrigued. I hope so. That would
0: be interesting. I think Maybe that's Wong asking a lot. Maybe just shows up.
2: You think it's asking a lot?
0: Joe's like, guys, calm down. Calm no,
2: down. It's, I think that's asking a lot for the show. I think they've already tried yeah. to squeeze so much into such a short period of time. For sure. Um, yeah. Season two. Season two. <laughs> yeah at least season maybe. two or like maybe the beginning of like miss marvels they can like kind of sure. do like what they did with um i guess no spoilers dr strange i assume that's that okay everyone. yeah we're we're, we're allowed okay. to spoil
0: anything and everything from the mc
2: okay i assume that people have watched it at this point also but just yeah. like at the beginning of dr strange they just kind of like ran right into it head first and they were like mm-hmm. i'm gonna introduce characters and mm-hmm. powers and time jumping all in like a two minute span so they could very easily have a very like dramatic entrance where like all of a sudden we are be like time has passed we'll get like a star wars scroll and they'll be like this has happened now they know each other
1: (laughs) (laughs) well and i also think back again to that end credit scene in shang chi captain marvel Mm -hmm. is there when Mm -hmm. they're saying we need your help and she's like never heard of this thing that they're talking about i can't really remember the details but she's there So, there very well could be a connection (laughs) at some point. Mm.
0: I I have one more theory. (gasps) Do it. And I think that this series will not lead us directly into the Marvels. Mm -hmm. That movie comes out in 2023. We still have another streaming service, uh, streaming service, streaming series <laughs> show. Uh, yeah, Disney's going to do a whole other streaming service just for just Marvel. Marvel. Just plus, Marvel Plus. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Marvel <laughs> Plus. I mean, don't give them any don't ideas, okay? We're going to enough money on Disney stuff. Um, but I think, uh, you know, with the Marvels coming out in 2023, we've got another streaming show, Secret Invasion, which deals, again, I bring them up, The scrolls. I think that this is going to lead directly into Secret Invasion. And I think I, I this is my wild card prediction. We get a title card at the end. Uh, Miss Marvel re- will return in Secret Invasion. Like the text will change, turn green or something. <laughs> I think it would be really really cool. But uh, I think if anything, whatever the plan is uh, for Miss Marvel going forward, obviously we're going to see more in the finale. Uh, and we're also going to find out very soon with Marvel attending Hall H at San Diego Comic Con on July. Twenty third, all the future will be Ooh, revealed. Kevin so Feige soon. texted me yesterday. He <laughs> was like, "Yo, Nate, yeah." He's like, "Nate, listen, bro, you're gonna just—I can't even tell you—but you're gonna be like, it's—it's mind blowing. It's crazy. You're gonna, like, you're gonna cue right, yourself. Yes, <laughs> that's what he Kev. said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Well, listen. Let's get to our final thoughts and score. Um. Which for this episode, we're gonna be rating on a scale of one to five. Exploded circle cues. Well, Megan.
1: I loved this episode from beginning to end. I had mm. a sort of like downward fluctuation of episodes. So gave a super high score to the first episode. Mm-hmm. Um, would have given it higher if it wasn't the first episode. <laughs> I was like, right. don't want to set my expectations too high. And I sort of did because it faltered for me through mm-hmm. 2, 3, and 4. But this one... Punched me right back in the face with incredible Indian history and culture, um, Mm -hmm. this time travel, getting to really understand who Aisha was and um, the way she connected with somebody from Earth to continue a family lineage. Um, Kamala. Amon Velani had some incredible performance moments in this yep. episode as well. Um, I was starting to get a little bit tired of her like goofy teenage self. So I'm <laughs> sure. happy that we got a little Never. more depth. <laughs> I love her. She's yeah. great. But I was like, okay, some more for something yeah. else maybe. What else you got? Yeah. yeah. So and she gave that to us in this episode. Um, yeah, I I can't say anything but good things about it. I'm gonna give it a four point eight out of five exploded circle cues. Because it's the
2: penultimate. If it's I I don't I can't give anything a perfect score. Oh my gosh. (laughs) You definitely can. Just FYI.
0: (laughs) Joe, are you giving it a perfect score? What are your thoughts?
2: I mean, I'm, I'm just going with our regular kind of rating system where if I didn't have like a problem with anything, I don't mm-hmm. have to deduct points for any reason. Um, sure. So I would, yeah, probably. I mean, I want to give it a zero exploding circle cues because no circle cues oh should explode. Yeah.
0: Like, dude, Bruno Bruno cannot catch a break this evening. Oh come on, calling him Brian all the time. Brian is his mad. only source of income is gone, dude.
2: That's, he, it. that's <laughs> his house also. He lives above the
0: circle cue. <laughs> ab- you got to imagine like there's going to be a lot of Problems now with the plumbing. Uh, There's a poor guy,
2: man. Hopefully, he has insurance, but yeah, I I think he's just gonna leave and
0: go to school. I think he's just gonna leave. He's like, All right, that does it. I'm going to that school. Yeah, Yeah, I'm out. I'm gonna open a
2: new circle (laughs) queue.
0: Um,
2: no, yeah, I would, I would probably also give it a five. Um, my only like sadness about it is something that I really, really liked from the first episode, and I remembered how much I liked it after rewatching it was all of the little like, um, drawn in nuggets so like mm-hmm. the text in the stars on her bedroom wall yeah. and you know the the sad face and the neon lights in the window and all that stuff like that was so 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 cool to me in that first episode um and obviously like the more marvel it gets the less um you know unique to the story it is but i would have loved to see more of that sort of thing but i'm not faulting it for that obviously they didn't necessarily fit um per se in here but maybe i don't know they could have done it with like the find my rose petals stuff or yeah like something right
0: even like he has a thought and it's in the roses or something yeah but i
2: mean that's very like not 19 or what was it 1942 1942 1942 like that's not that's not very relevant or necessary to that time period so again i don't fault it for that but i love seeing like you know the artwork on the buildings as they were like yeah. dr strange miss marvel kind of stuff. yeah like yeah. that sort of thing is so cool and i love seeing that because it does definitely highlight like her as a character and who she is as a person um mm-hmm. so no no faults for that but um i miss it a little bit is what i was trying to get at i guess yeah. <laughs> but okay. other than that yeah i would give it a five there's nothing wrong with it i i loved every minute of it
0: beautiful Beautiful. Yeah, I, I think I enjoyed this episode quite a bit more than a, than the last one. I think, Megan, my uh, trajectory of, of sort of the, my feeling of the show has kind of gone along with you as well, where like yeah. the first two episodes I was super hot on uh, and then three and four dipped down uh, and then this one bring, is bringing me back up. Um, I think it, it really has to do with the fact of like getting even more of Kamala's family history. I think the show is so good and so special and it continues to set the standard for really what representation and and representing and presenting a culture uh in ways that are respectful but also engaging mm-hmm. i think they're they're setting the stand like all other shows going forward i don't care what kind of show you are watch miss marvel and you'll kind of have a good sense of like okay that's that's how it's done yeah. um which i think is fantastic and i think this episode highlights that quite a bit and that, that kind of brought my my score up for me. I think I enjoyed Aisha and Hassan's relationship so much. I would have watched an entire episode of them if, if we mm-hmm. had the chance. Um, I love that Kamala was the one to close the loop. I love that we got to see these three generation of women coming together, coming to this realization that they can, they can trust each other more. Uh, and that if they ever held on too tight or didn't hold on long enough, it was only because they weren't ready. And I just think it's such a beautiful message of, just the way that it works from generation to generation is just gorgeous. Um, I I will say, again, the villains in this series are the weakest part, and I I really hope Najma can be redeemed in the next episode. And I don't mean redeemed like she turns good. I mean I want her to actually have a purpose outside of just pushing our main characters along. I think the entire group of clandestines were intriguing at the start, especially when she just like she's in the back of that car, like oh look at her Then she got that villain face oh um <laughs> but she just she became so boring and they all became so boring um so i think we'll just have to wait and see what they do with kamran and and sort of how they bring this to a close with just one more episode i i do i am getting a little scared give the fact that they gave kamran the the blue version of kamala's powers like i are we going to be able to avoid the the trope of like the Marvel thing of like the big bads at there the, are the big bad at the end is just a copy of our hero with a different color. <laughs> like, are I we going to be able to get away from that? I thought we could maybe not. I don't know. Um, so I hope it's not that I hope it's not a big giant CGI fight. I would love them to try and do something different. I will say my favorite episode of the series so far, which is episode one uh, was directed by a Dylan Bilal and they're doing the finale. So I, nice. I have hope Uh, that we are going to uh, really see this through and and just bring it all the way up to five. But yeah, again, there's so much in this series and in this episode that I loved. Um, So I'm going to still give this episode a four out of five exploded circle cues. And uh, I left left one circle cue intact in one version of the multiverse so that Bruno (laughs) is okay. That version of Bruno, even though his name might be Brian in that version. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that is uh, that is about it for another Watch Club. This was a lot of fun. Before we before we wrap up, um, Joe, Megan, it's always a pleasure to have you on these episodes. For our listeners who might want to keep up with you, where can they go? Where can they click? Where can they subscribe uh, to hear you again, or even possibly see your lovely faces? Uh, Joe, how about you? You kick it off here.
2: Um. Yeah. I. <laughs> I do. Um feature usually on twitch with uh it's your girl Alyssa, so that would be twitch.tv slash it's your girl Alyssa. that's probably the safest place that you'll see me most often we stream monday wednesdays and fridays around 9 p.m est um other than that uh that's probably yeah that's probably your safest option (laughs) to find me i mean
0: i got i heard uh, hints is the are we going to get another podcast episode is the podcast coming back i want to I want to hear more of, of the video dames.
2: Yes, yeah, yeah. So we are Video Dames the Podcast. Um we it's me, Alyssa, um, our friend Alex, and then also Megan. Um mm-hmm. we are looking to start back up again. Um so we are Video Dames the Podcast. I'm pretty sure you can find us anywhere that you listen to podcasts. So Apple Podcasts, um, Spotify. Spotify. <laughs> yeah. We'll, yeah,
0: we'll have all the we'll have all the links. <laughs> (laughs) absolutely
2: but yeah absolutely very soon
0: i gotta say i love probably my favorite episode of your podcast is the one where you pitch i think it's tv shows into video games or Mm -hmm. things into video games and like dude supernatural video game especially with (laughs) uh with him showing up on the boys recently like i just want i just want it so bad so good (laughs) Uh, very cool. Yeah, we'll have all those links in the in the description of this episode as well. Um, and I will say there is a certain kind of thrill when either Joe or Alyssa break open a fresh pack of Pokemon cards <laughs> live on stream. Um, so if you were thinking of tra- you know trying your luck and getting a Zard uh, on stream, <laughs> definitely go check out that Twitch stream. Uh, Megan, how about yourself?
1: Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Megan Draws. Draws. Um, I am also one of the video dames, so check us out where you find the podcast and is now a time that i can say yeah go I'm for it also an official member of the geek centric podcast <laughs> so get ready you're going to hear a lot more of me when more animated stuff comes out that's for sure yes absolutely
0: yeah i was literally Meg, i was literally like perusing cuz we're we're trying to you know we've got disney plus lined up for you but we're trying to get netflix as well get you on that list and like I was looking through all the animated stuff, and I'm like, there is oh. so much animated content on Netflix. Um so yeah, even even you know I, even going back and if there's some animated stuff that you want to even just host something for or talk about. Um, I think we can make it happen. Um, cool. Well, again, we'll have all the links for all of that stuff in this episode's description. Megan is just podcasting everywhere. <laughs> so she's going to be on nine more podcasts by the end of this week. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, that is it for this week's episode of Watch Club for Marvel's Miss Marvel. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, make sure to subscribe to us wherever you like to listen to podcasts, if you haven't already. And if you want to write into the show with your thoughts or predictions on the shows we cover in Watch Club, well, you can stretch your fingers uh out to reach us at wearegeekcentric at gmail.com that's wearegeekcentric at gmail.com and if that's not magical enough for you then you can also reach us on twitter at geekcentricyt and on instagram at wearegeekcentric Keep in mind, we have a ton of other episodes covering the latest and greatest shows and movies out now, including our recent spoiler-free reviews for Only Murders in the Building season two, episodes one to six. Uh, we have the Man from Toronto review, uh, the Sea Beast, which I think, Megan, you got to check out. Oh, the I can't Sea wait Beast, to watch it. you're stoked. Comes out tomorrow. um tomorrow. Yes, it does come out. It you, well as of this, when you're hearing this, it'll actually already be out. So yep. go check that out on Netflix. Um, and uh, you can also check out our spoiler-free review for Marvel's Thor: Love and Thunder, and our spoiler-filled thoughts are coming soon. And I, I just we, I literally just got back from the theater. Wah. So stoked to talk about it. I'm so <laughs> excited. Uh, we also have a ton of other interviews uh, with, you know, we've got Disney and Pixar's Lightyear director Angus McClain, producer Galen Sussman, and composer Michael Giacchino. Uh, we also have our inter- interviews with directors Adil Dylan Bilal, who, again, directed episodes one and six of Miss Marvel. And most recently, we interviewed Obi-Wan Kenobi director Deborah Chow and Anakin Skywalker himself, Hayden Christensen, uh and there's a really sweet moment between justin and hayden where they discuss star wars fatherhood uh and uh i wrote that question so there you go uh <laughs> definitely go check that out it's a really sweet moment um but listen go give those episodes a listen and a five-star review if you don't mind uh and lastly we also have our this week in geek episode i know there's so much uh where kevin and i uh, our most recent one, we discussed you know, the latest news about the sequels to Avatar, uh, and we also talked about our thoughts on the newly announced Tiana's Bayou uh, at the Disney Parks, which we are so super excited, excited for. for. I'm thinking, honestly, you got to get some beignet scents, just oh. like a scent sprayer thing of beignet as you go down the river. I think it would be really nice. I don't or know. Or actual I don't know. What you think?
2: beignets, maybe? <laughs> Okay, I'll just, yeah. I'll sit on the ride and eat my own venues because I can't
0: <laughs> And then if I sit behind you, then I can, there we You'll go. That's there you go. We, we can share.
2: Do. It's fine.
0: Perfect. Group effort, guys. Um, go team. <laughs> all right. Well, definitely check out This Week in Geek every single Wednesday for the latest on news and trailers from around the Geekiverse. Joe, Megan, thank you so much for joining me for this Watch Club. And as we say,
2: cosmic. cosmic.